Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I'm Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source Weekly and your host for the Ben Don't Break podcast. We are powered by The Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. Listeners tune in to find out how our community is dealing or not dealing with the new normal. Today, our guest is Gwen Weisling. Gwen moved to Central Oregon in 2007 to work as a human resources director at Sun River Resort. In 2010, she became the executive director of Bethlehem Inn, a nonprofit that provides shelter and aid to the homeless population in Central Oregon. She's a board member of the City Club of Central Oregon, the Rotary Club of Bend, and is the co-chair of the Homeless Leadership Coalition. She graduated from Washington State University with a degree in hotel and restaurant management and in 2003 completed a language immersion program in Brazilian Portuguese at Middlebury College. Fascinating. Uh, Gwen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Aaron. It's wonderful to be here. We, we wanted to have you uh, on to talk about the conversion of the Greenway um, Motel in Redmond to a shelter for those without housing. But before we start onto that, um, maybe you could just tell us, um, Bethlehem Ben has been at the forefront of providing services to the homeless. Maybe talk a little bit about what your organization is doing now and how you've adapted to the pandemic, what that's been like in this environment. Um, well, the, the pandemic was an interesting twist um, in, in what is already a, a challenging situation for folks who are experiencing homelessness in our community. Uh, with Bethlehem Inn's history uh, spanning over a decade, um, I'm sorry, two decades, uh, we started back in 1999 really as a community resource um, to help people transition from you know, a situation to a better state, more stable one. And fortunately, in the last couple of years, we were able to build a new facility. And um, that really allowed us to um, deal with the situation of, of a pandemic in a way we couldn't have done in an older motel. Um, right. we, we would have figured it out, though. We, sh we sh would have. Um, that's kind of how we roll. We just adapt and make things work, sure. which we did for a long time in, a, in an old motel. So um, the CDC guidelines have been challenging in terms of the limitations of uh, how many we can serve. Um, but I am happy to say that it has kept our residents and our staff and our volunteers safe. And maybe pivoting a little bit, what do you see, especially uh, in Central Oregon, as the leading causes of homelessness? Is there one thing you can point to? I mean, I know it's probably as varied as the people who come in the door. I, I think you, you're right. It is as varied. Uh, I think that uh, oftentimes everyone in life experiences um, traumas. And uh, for some, those, those carry lifelong um, situational challenges that, that make it hard for them to deal with um, maybe you know, keeping a job or, or finding housing or finding the right relationship or you know, maintaining some, some structure and consistency. So I would, I would say that, that um, while many of us do have traumas that, that folks um, that, that struggle um, day to day in, in having some of that stability may have had more than their fair share. Sure. And what, maybe tell a little bit about Bethlehem's services itself. What, what would someone find if they are in a position where they need to avail themselves of what you guys offer? 
Well, our mission is transforming lives together with shelter, help, and hope. So shelter, first and foremost, is that roof over your head, a place to lay your head on a pillow. It is also a place to maintain your belongings. So you have a secure place to uh, keep your clothing, your computer, your, your medications, and things like that. Um, and the help and the hope is really a connection that, that Bethlehem Inn serves as kind of a navigator to get folks connected to the resources that are out there but that are oftentimes difficult to, to maneuver and navigate when you're um, trying to figure out where you're gonna stay or what you're gonna eat. Um, and we, we offer three meals a day. So folks staying at the inn um, are provided um, sustenance to keep them going and off to work. And, and then just your, your essentials. The things that, that so many of us, you know, need, you need shower, bar of soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, those kinds of things that, that come to us from our community um, and uh, an address. People have a place where they can be contacted, where they can send a resume and have, have a, a way to, to get mail. Um, that's not easy to do if you, if you don't have a, a location or a P.O. box. So um, you're in the news these days because of your work in Redmond. I mean, that community's growing, if not faster than Bend, uh, probably equally as, as much so. And, and all the attendant uh, issues that come with that kind of growth. But um, through Project Turnkey, you're converting the Greenway Motel. I, I know that you used to have a, a renovated motel here that you grew out of. So this is kind of back to the egg a little bit for you in Redmond. How how did you come to get involved with the city of Redmond on this project? I mean, certainly your reputation opened the door, but what, what makes you want to step out and uh, be that entity for Redmond as well? Well, you know, that it, it has all happened very quickly. And um, Hannah has done some amazing stories on Project Turnkey. Um, through the Source Weekly, which we appreciate and are able to follow on, you know, what a what an amazing uh, opportunity that was when the legislation of Oregon passed the funding to make this possible. And Oregon Community Foundation said, we'll, we'll help to steward those funds and make this possible for the smoke um, victims, as well as for the for those experiencing homelessness. So, um, Prior to the pandemic and, and prior to Project Turnkey, in uh, the fall of 2019, our board of directors and our staff conducted some stakeholder surveys. We had just finished our campaign. We'd finished our new building. Um, you know, we, we wanted to pause and say, okay, ah, let's rest. Yeah, um, but your success, Gwen. Put your feet up for a little bit, right? Oh yes. So we 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 took the opportunity to really ask that question of like, what should we be doing next? And so from that is stemming our our new strategic plan, which is to end functional homelessness here in Central Oregon together. Um, it's not something that Bethlehem Inn can do alone. Nobody has and can. But together, I think we can come up with some, some good ideas. Does that mean that there'll never be a shelter needed? No. Shelters serve as that, that transitional place to get people out of homelessness at a, you know, when, they, when they fall into that. So when we did our stakeholder survey, uh, it came up that the number one location, if Bethlehem Inn were 
to expand. We had no plans. <laughs> we just asked the question and the number one location was Redmond. Uh, so when Project Turnkey came about in December, uh, we immediately knew that it was something that we were capable of doing and could do and would jump at this opportunity, specifically because it was it was a, a pandemic-led initiative that right. there's just so many people being impacted because of the housing crisis, the, 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 the employment, um, just everything COVID. Uh, so we, we set out and um, the motel that we located is a very central location um, and one that we feel that we, you know, we've done this before. I think we can, we can, we can make this work. That's great. The, does the, um, does the, I mean, Redmond likes to call itself the hub. Do you foresee a different kind of populate, serving a different kind of population there because it, it is more centrally located for people who have, might have travel restrictions or, or it's just more accessible, is it not? Um, you know, it is. One of the, the challenges in Redmond is they, they don't currently have the kind of uh, transportation system that Ben does. Yeah. But um, as of this summer, thanks to COIC and the, the CET program, they are going to be launching an enhanced transportation system. So it is um, just as shelter's important, so is it being able to get to and from work or your appointments. Um, and and the, the location that we have there on 5th and 6th Street is very close to services. We've got St. Charles close by. Uh, we've got some health uh, clinics, we've got partners in care, um, and there's places for jobs. So folks staying at the Bethlehem Inn typically are working. Mm -hmm. um, if not, they're, once they come into the shelter, they have an opportunity to seek uh, employment and seek uh, income uh, generating possibilities so that they can save up money and uh, find a place to live. Gwen, who were some of the partners that you had in creating the Greenway Motel project? Well, um, City of Redmond was uh, an integral partner to for us to you know meet with the the city council, uh, let them know you know a little more about our history, and though and though we're located in Bend, we serve all of Central Oregon, right. and that that service needed a, a, a further geographic reach. And we got that understanding that an agreement that that was true. So uh, the city um, staff has helped us navigate through a conditional use process, and um, you know we're, we're are working with us to um, do some some upgrades. The motel has great bones. It's got you know it's got a good structure. It's it's an old motel, and it could use a nice coat of paint. I would say. So, you know, we're looking at grant funding that, that would help, um, you know, enhance that in its particular location because we're in that kind of that, that urban growth district and we want to be good neighbors. So we want to make sure that the weeds get pulled and that the, you know, the, the place looks respectable and a, and a place where, you know, like here at the Ben Shelter where people really feel um, the gratitude of a place for themselves to stay, but also that they want to take care of it too. I mean, my personal experience with working with the folks in Redmond has been, I wasn't surprised that they got this grant because um, they're just a very dynamic group up there. It feels like things come easy to them, not easy to them, but they're, 
they facilitate things very quickly from start to finish with a project. And um, it, it reminds me a little, I mean, it's a smaller version. It's where Bend was years ago. And it kind of feels that way when you're working up there. It's kind of refreshing, I found. We we love Redmond. And I think, you know, we the, were able to jump at this opportunity. Um, and I haven't had a chance to do as much um, while Homeless Leadership Coalition is a regional program, um, we've been involved with the, the service providers, and that's another group. The, the Redmond service providers are a great partner. Um, it's Jericho Road, uh, it's Mosaic Medical, um, the, the um, action teams that are, that are trying to help people you know, find, find the struggles. But um, Redmond just has its own personality, and it, it's also been um, impacted by the growth in Bend, and and it has you know created a, a harder um, uh, environment. But this this is the first shelter beds that is year round that will be um, available in Redmond ever. So uh, we have great partners in in Shepherd's House. They run the warming shelter, but now um, having some permanent year round beds will make a big impact on. Um, having an alternative rather than being on the street or trying to, you know, double up in a, in a, you know, a cramped house with a number of other people that are struggling. Right. Um, well, a lot of, I think with the way that the populations are growing in Bend and Central, I mean, Central Oregon as a whole, are you, you know, a lot of people think, oh, um, the, the roads are getting cramped, there's new houses around. I don't think that a lot of people tune into the, you know, things that come with that as well, like an increased homeless population and, and a need for services and, and stuff like that. As we are growing, um, how do you forecast and keep up with those kind of um, things that come along with it? I mean, especially with like rising unemployment, inability to find housing. I mean, I'm throwing a lot at you, I know, but. <laughs> but Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, you yeah, know, there, there are so many um, you know, different impacts, causes, and, and effects of, of growth um, that uh, have, have been exacerbated by a pandemic and, and by, you know, people then moving to the area. And I think, you know, from, from a, um, a, a service standpoint, you know, it's trying to um, get ahead of that and understand, you know, how do we prevent it in the first place? How do we get upstream? You know, yes, we need more affordable housing, um, and and it is it, it it's the conundrum that that we face. But I think it's something that if we work better together and have a more um, collaborated, collective impact um, approach, we can actually get ahead of some of these things. Yeah, I mean, I know it's probably a little too too soon to be asking this, but given how dynamic you guys are, I mean, what's what's next? I mean, now that you've got a shelter in Redmond, what does it look like as you look to, you know, continue to serve the populations? You know, I think you, you touched on earlier about uh, employment, and I think right now, um, Everybody's hiring, including Bethlehem Inn, I might add. Um, and uh, we're, we're struggling to try and find people to, to get to work. So I think there's um, going to be an adjustment of once we get through COVID and folks uh, are ready to go back to work, um, you know, are there going to be enough jobs or are, they, are these jobs going to be the, the, 
you know, paying the living wage so that they can find housing. So we always want to be looking at, you know, outside of, you know, the shelter help and hope. So much of that help is we rely on on other resources that we're connecting them to COIC for WorkSource, um, ready to to get people back into the work market. Um, it will continually be adjusting because in 2000. 10, when I took over, we did have very high unemployment. So we created some, some work uh, programs, work experience programs. So if the economy takes a little bit of a dip and unemployment is high again, we'll, we'll have to look for different ways, uh, but we don't wanna duplicate efforts. We wanna always try and find the ways that we can connect, um, but we wanna be creative and, and be anticipating what that next shift will be. Um, I don't know if we're going to, you know, where the next Bethlehem Inn will be. Um, this one's taken us a long time, and um, I think we're, we're uh, doing it a lot quicker and, and sooner than we ever anticipated. Sure, I imagine. Um, Gwen, what are you, shifting a little bit just about, just to the population that you serve, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about the people who avail themselves of your services? Um, I think a lot of folks assume that they don't work, and in fact, folks are working. Um, and if they're able to work, you know, there's work to be had. Uh, and I think uh, there, there, that there's a that it's a choice. Um, that that this is maybe a, a way of life, and and some of that might be, um, you know, for someone whose experience is chronic homelessness might be. Um, challenge because of what I talked about earlier, just traumas of um, generational poverty and not knowing, you know, how to move beyond the system. Um, I think there's a, always a question that, that, you know, they are, you know, it's drugs or alcohol or, you know, that may play into it, but um, with Bethlehem Inn's model as a high barrier shelter, that is one of the things that we, we create a, a clean and sober environment. So, so that distraction is, mm -hmm. is not going to hold them back and we can help them move forward. Um, so I think some of the other, uh, I don't know, Aaron, what are, what are some of the things that you hear and, and you, know, you guys write about that, that make this uh, uh, the kind of, what are some of those preconceived notions of why are people homeless? Yeah, I, I, I find that it's, you know, fighting against that, you know, like just pull yourself up by your bootstraps as if everybody's started on a level playing field and and we all got the same boots and the same size feet, and you know, and, and it's such, you know, in my experience, and certainly not as deep as yours, um, it is that thing where people think, you know, they get a, they get a concept, they get a concept about who or what the homeless population is, and it it's very, it's pretty narrow, you know, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's people who use drugs and fell out of the workplace and now they can't do it. And I mean, I won't say that. I don't think that that's some of that, but that though, usually those causes to me come from something far deeper and, um, and that the, they can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps and it's not that kind of approach. And, you know, that's also, I think some of what got us, some of these people there in the first place is what they really probably needed was someone who was a little more uh, educational, caring, directional, and and how and where the bootstraps might be, 
you know, <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's just a very, I think a lot of times people take a very brusque approach, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is what needs to happen. And so, and, and I got to move on. They make a donation and they, and they, they move past that. And I think it's more complex than that. Yeah. Complex is, is really the key that there, there it's layers and layers of the, the challenges that people have faced. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I have made my share of mistakes in life. And um, those things have, you know, if I, you know, have continued on a certain path, you know, I, I too might've, you know, had more consequences, but those, those, the consequences um, are, are exacerbated in, in a, in, in a climate where, you know, people are just struggling to survive. And when you get in survival, um, you know, sometimes choices, you, you don't make your best choices. I know I don't. Um, so it is looking for, um, I think a place like Bethlehem Inn is very successful and the people that stay here are successful because they know they're cared about, um, but that there's accountability. And that accountability um, is something that I think we all wanna feel like we matter, that, that we're cared for, and that we also make a difference. And when you are able to start saving money and start moving your 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 markers forward because you're you're um, have a safe place to eat and sleep. Then you know you're you're feeling more hopeful, and that's really what um, draws people to our mission and and um, is what helps you know our 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 mission be funded by our community because they they know and trust that. You know, we are are taking those resources and putting to the best use as possible. I think one of the things that I know Bethlehem Inn has had great success with is that accountability. I mean, don't you find that in many cases, this is often the first environment where there has been accountability. Some of these folks have gone from bad decision and they've been allowed to go from bad decision to bad decision. And then they, they end up um, coming for your services. And it's like, Hey, we we don't want you to to be high when you're here. We want you to get work. We want you to do these things, and you can't smoke between this time and this time. And you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's kind of a head check where they where they realize like, hey, these people care, and I I gotta I gotta adjust my behavior a little bit. And it might be the first time, you know. And for some folks, you know, when they have finally you know done an about face and they're adjusting their behavior whether, you know, it was, you know, something that got them thrown in jail or drugs or alcohol. Um, it's, it, it, it's hard to feel like somebody's going to give you a shot at a job or at housing. And we have, you know, our, our case management and our staff here will advocate to help make certain that folks are not being discriminated against because of, you know, maybe some past behavior. And, um, you know, we've, we've worked with our uh, other agencies, but we've also seen staff go to bat and, and help somebody actually get that housing that they truly deserve. And, and those are the, the wins and the things that um, sometimes you need, uh, you need to be your own advocate. And sometimes that's even hard. So getting a little push along the way with our, our partner agencies and, and um, the other organizations in the community make make it make the difference. And then I also wanted to ask you, I've asked other people in this field as well uh, about the mental, the challenges in, in dealing with a population that also has some mental health challenges. 
Do you, do you feel like in the community at large, there is becoming more of a recognition that we're not all on the same plane with regard to our mental health and that we're in different situations, people need different um, support systems. Is there that recognition? I mean, I feel like it used to be that people were just marginalized for it, where do you feel there's more awareness of, you know, hey, this is somebody in crisis, we need to take a, take a different approach? Um, I, I do, Erin. I think that, um, you know, we've seen that in the pandemic of just how um, being thrust into this, this reality of social distancing and remote learning and, and not having our normal social connections has impacted uh, everyone. And, you know, for somebody who might already be challenged in, in the area of, of mental health, then that, that creates, I think, only that much more um, um, uh, a challenge is, is the word that comes to mind, but I think um, that much more of a, of a uh, obstacle in, in connecting and, and trying to find their place. And so that, that becomes um, something that you know, we, we see more and more, um, you know, we have, I think, while we understand that, you know, there's a lot of mental health issues amongst the population, um, you know, we try and address those and, and make certain that people do get the, you know, um, who doesn't need somebody to talk to, you know, and have that, that ability to, to um, kind of deescalate from something that really might not be that serious of a problem, but it can become a bigger problem if if you don't get connected to somebody that can, you know, help provide some perspective. And we have a great partnership with uh, Deschutes County Behavioral Health. Uh, Colleen Thomas is is currently the chair, uh, along with Lindsay Stalings from Mosaic of the Homeless Leadership Coalition. And and there's just a whole network in that um, HLC network really helps people. Have you seen due to the pandemic a rise in the number of people coming in who have mental health issues or just might be struggling from that kind of thing? I mean, you're, I mean, I think you are in a unique position where in some cases you're the first person that a lot of these folks are uh, encountering or willing to help. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, there's probably been, you know, some ticks in that uh, in this past year, um, just because of, you know, there's fear around the, the, the virus and, and that, that certainly uh, exacerbates, you know, I think normal day-to-day -day fear. So there's been certainly more, but I think it was, it's probably kind of congruent with what's going on in society as well. Sure. Well, Gwen, we're almost out of time here. Is anything you want to touch on or say before we wrap up or anything I might have, I might have overlooked? Um, I'm just appreciating the opportunity to, to speak to uh, a challenge that, you know, will be around and we're, we're doing our best to um, really see how we can um, provide more alternatives and better, better alternatives for folks um, and just letting them know that we care. Great. Gwen, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule, popping a new uh, homeless shelter up and still still getting out there and uh, 
and being doing things like this is awesome. I totally appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Aaron. All righty. Thanks, Gwen.